right in front of me, and I can honestly tell him that I'm going to knock him spark out. Leaping right hand by the Prince. Ooh. And a hard left. And Kelly's down for the third time. Whoa! He's for real. The Unbelievable. For real. One more touchdown. And has gone. Bernard Dunn is the champion of the world. Bernard Dunn is the champion of the world. Fantastic, Bernard. Fantastic. And here comes Andy Lee in now. And you're very welcome along to Off The Brawl on Off The Ball. I'm Ronan Mullen, joined once again by Bill Egan and Andy Lee. Andy, how are things? Oh, good. Back from Glasgow? Back from Glasgow. Yeah, successful trip. What's the TripAdvisor report from uh, Glasgow? Very nice. Really? Glasgow City Centre is... It's as nice as... Yeah, it? yeah, I was over there for the Ireland-Scotland game when we lost to them. Sean Maloney scored. What beautiful city. Did you asleep at the corner that time? Glad Andy didn't fall asleep in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have, I was just surprised. Like, uh, you hear all these stories. No, it seems a bit rough around the edges, but everywhere is, isn't it? Yeah. But the city centre is lovely, and the people are very nice, like, extremely nice. So, uh, I had a good experience, yeah. yeah. We've been to Edinburgh, and it's, uh, it always gets rave reviews, but Glasgow, for some reason, as Andy said, always seems to be. Uh, I've been dismissed. to both cities now this summer, and I'd, I'd, I'd take Glasgow. Well, take Glasgow. Yeah, I've been mm. both, but different experiences. One for a match, and then one f- like with my wife and doing touristy things. That was Edinburgh. Yeah, so that was um, yeah, a good fight for Paddy and a good learning experience for him and for me, I think. Because um, like yeah, like you had your first real experience of in between rounds and yeah. sort of navigating them through the fight. Yeah, and I think I can improve on that. I think I I'd like I definitely could have done a better job. Um, but I don't think what I was saying was wrong. I just think that could have communicated in a better way. Um, like in terms of the tone or what you were saying? Yeah, just, just how I phrased it. Um, but he he will learn that he can't just blast people out of there. You know, he had that first round, first fight, first round. And I think he just expected that to happen this round. And it could have easily happened because he was he landed some big big shots on, on uh, Mendoza. But... Um, those, they're cagey, they know how to survive. So he's got to learn how to box and to dress his man up before, and create opportunities to knock him out instead of forcing them, you know. So that's that's it, that's that's the only takeaway. But he'd take a lot of, he went six rounds, he fought at a hard pace, he threw a lot of hard shots yeah. over those every round. So um, he can take a lot of confidence from the fight. And it was a good performance. He still showed a lot of his skill and what he can do. So. And how did he feel after the fight? I think he was pretty happy with it, yeah. He, he had like I don't know sure what happened with him in the middle of the rounds he kind of had a crisis of confidence because I think he was worried that he wasn't he was landing on this guy and he was hurting him but he wasn't knocking him down and I think that's unusual for Paddy because in sparring he's hurt everyone in sparring and in the one fight he's had he knocked the guy out so um, I think he was kind of worrying what people were thinking about him or how his performance was going so I had to reassure him during the fight um but the thing is, when he's sparring, he's not looking to hurt anybody. He's just looking to box, and and ultimately he ends up hurting his, these opponents because he, the punches flow and it, he, it happens without him trying to, as I said, force it. So he's kind of got to get back to that in the, in the actual fight and just box. And it'll actually be easier for him 
the fights will be easier if he does that. So yeah, yeah. It's something you hear from boxers that you rarely knock someone out on purpose, where you're like loading up with a shot and you think this is the one where it never happens. As you said, you set it up. Phil, what'd yeah. you? What'd yeah, you no, I was impressed. It was good to see him because yeah. with the first fight, we we didn't get to see that much of him. It was a minute and seventeen seconds, so it was actually good to be able to to see what he was bringing. You could tell from the first left that landed the body hurt him but mm. like the, your man never opened up then again though no. he just stayed in that yeah. shell and he was he was he was clever and he, he had a huge head tough. huge like head he spat out the gum shield a couple mm. of times and both times actually the ref let it go for a while yeah. um the, see and even if paddy had a bit more experience if he just shoe shined if he just went in there was you know 10 10 or 15 quick punches with any power the referee probably would have called it yeah. you know but just that this is, it's all learning you know he, he yeah. would pick that up as he but goes the, the footwork as well there was one I took note of this now what was it the fourth round where uh, Mendoza threw a shot and Paddy mm. just ducked and a little shuffle Slippery, there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but like that's yeah. I'd say anyone that hadn't seen him anyone that had been there to see other fights in Glasgow will certainly have walked away conscious that guy was good mm. and I got to see it with Nick Hawley on commentary who uh, his compliment to Andy was, he looks like he could still make the middle way. <laughs> oh, that's good. There you go. Sorry, Nick. I definitely can't. <laughs> um, Different so, uh, walk-on as well. I noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had cranberries this time. We, yeah. we discussed that he was thinking about it this time. I'm not sure if, him, if he would have played, uh, you know, Rod Stewart in Glasgow. It, might, it could have... <laughs> Oh, could have went well. It could have went bad. Could have, could have, could have went. You know, so you're splitting the crowd straight away. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just stayed neutral and went Limerick all the yeah. way. Limerick. Yeah. Limerick. These are things you have to think about. The Limerick lads showcasing their boxing skills there on uh, social media. We can uh, we can brush over that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, St oh, Patrick's yeah. Day is that the next? Is that going to be the next day, Andy? I'm not sure. We'll just take it easy. He's had a busy end to the year, and he probably needs a little break. You know, in terms of so then you kind of pushing it towards Christmas maybe he'll get one before Christmas but we are we're already booked to go to January um, J- LA in, J- in January so we'll get him some proper experience over there he'll be sparring with whoever everybody and anybody you know we have some contacts there and the Americans are going to love him mm. so we'll get, yeah. get some buzz going and he'll get an experience of what it's actually like to be in the gym with real pros because it's you know it's few and far between here in Ireland yeah mm. And it was a decent card. Were you in and out on the night or did you get to see any of the I nights? didn't see anybody, Paddy, really. Um, we didn't hang around after. It was just a long day and I had an early flight the next day so we just packed up. My, I watched the end of the McGregor and Farouk fight. It seems like most people have Farouk winning but um, they looked looked very close to me, the rounds. Yeah. You know, it looks very close to me um, and they gave it to McGregor. But uh, both guys seem to have... Um, put on a good display and seem to come out better for it you know that they were both young and they'll come again So exactly it's one of those matches at that point of a career where it doesn't do either of them any harm and they'll run it back again I'm sure at least one more time uh, before we move away from the Andy Lee stable uh, Jason Quigley's yeah. Yeah. stable now so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's he's a busy man oh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's Bob Arum it's been Jason, a while for a while but yeah. 5th of December Jason's fighting the 5th of December um, it's a Thursday Yes, it's Thursday. It's in the hangar, Orange, the hangar, <laughs> Orange County, uh, California. So DLC. He's fighting um, Abraham Corrado, who's like fourteen and three, something like that. Decent fighter, but we give him. He's been given plenty of time to prepare, so he'd probably be better than he has fought before. Uh, but Jason's looking good now. He's looking really good. 
and uh, I think you're going to see a different different fighter. Was he in Glasgow with you? He came over, yeah, he came over, so it's nice. Team we Lee. Kept the team. We're going to bring Paddy over for his fight as well, so we keep everyone together and keep the spirits high. Yeah, that's good. That's exciting. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. And uh, just be nice, like, it'll be nice end of the year <coughs> for yeah. both of them. Just you know? important as well mm. for Jason to get back in. Yeah, but like, Jason's only, like, he's three fights away from channel having a huge fight. No, I mean, maybe, even not even that, but you know what I mean? If you, he'll beat this guy and. <coughs> My plan would be for him to to beat, obviously beat uh, Corrado, and then in March have a big, bigger fight, a step up fight with a name. But you know, like I don't know, I don't want to put people's names out there. But like, look at the fights that could be there for Jason. Like, especially at that time, <clears throat> I know Spike Sullivan's slotted to fight Jaime Maniga, and I'm sure that's confirmed. But Jason Spike and Sullivan would sell out any arena on the East Coast of America. Yeah. Jason and Dennis Hogan would sell out any any. You know, though, like even Mongear, golden boy fighter, mm. if he doesn't move up to middleweight, yeah, be an obvious fight to make. And so, that, like, there's there's so many fights out there for Jason, and it's just about him getting back on the horse now. And may this fight, maybe one more, which with a slightly more step up, and then then go for it. So I think he's only two fights away from having a real test, and then and then if he wins that, he'll be. He'll be knocking on the door. And when you say he's looking good, is that a is it a technical thing or is it more as a mentality <laughs> where he's got his both, mojo back? Both, both. And he, he's an unbelievable worker. Like, and he's like, we did twelve rounds of punching today. Um, all different types of stuff. He had I had like um, the rubber bands on him, so he was f- punching against resistance on the heavy back. Had the body pad on, and and he just he's flying. He is flying through it all. Like he, anything I ask him to do, he just he just he just like gets pushes through it like you know no matter what the what demand they put on him and uh yeah no his techniques improved a lot now we had like we had that like, maybe three or three weeks together where he improved a, a lot in terms of his technique but then we got sparring for two or two weeks and because he was sparring and it was going well we got the technique kind of drifted and then the next time took him on the pads kind of drifted back into his old habits so we're just readdressing that now <clears throat> that but, a worry on the night of the fight if it went mm. later in the fight and it gets, he gets a of bit course, tired. Of course, yeah, yeah. And even if he's under pressure in a fight, you, yeah. you're always going to revert back into your old habits. And so <clears throat> if it happens, he's still not a bad, he's not a bad fighter when yeah. he's been his old set. But um, it's going to take time for these, you know, for these changes to become ingrained. So it's only, you know, it's, this is only a first time, so it won't be till this time next year when he's, like... Where he's at that level, and and the, the physical change he'll be able to see, he'll he'll see as well. Like he's got to make a change with his technique. He's got to make a change, and he's noticed his attitude. He's got to be spiteful. He's got to be mean. Um, he can be nice outside the ring because he's an extremely nice guy. But he has to be completely different when he goes in the ring, and that's what he could, that can, that change can happen immediately. Um, but his physical, the makeup of his body and how he punches and what he's able to do that'll change over time. So. That's it. But I suppose that's, that's the beauty of having mm. Paddy so young is, you know, you, you can teach him these techniques. Yeah. So when he gets to his his yeah. prime, like he'll have all the good mm. things. I have to teach Jason. Like Paddy's Paddy started from the start, so it's it's easier, and um, yeah. So it's it's just you know it you won't want, be long. As Phil said, like fatigue will sort of diminish your 
ref- or your thought process. So you need those to become reflexes yeah. almost when you're doing <coughs> And you just have to keep in mind, that, like, you know, because in the gym, if I see him tighten up his shoulders, or if I see him start to get an internal panic, I can just remind him, remind him, remind him. So when it comes to the fight, if I can see it, then I'll just remind you know, remind him. And he knows now that the, the phrases I use and the, and, and the triggers, so he'll just be switching, you know, um, hopefully back to a relaxed yeah. posture. But it, like he's coming on really well, Jason. Like he's, and in some ways he's he, obviously he has a lot of it. Like Paddy, Paddy has managers on him, but he like, like he has like with his experience and he's been around and the gyms and he can box because he, like Paddy's got that power and and it's, having the power is great, but it also is dangerous because you rely on it as Paddy did the other night, and then it becomes a weakness where Jason, he has power, but he doesn't like he hasn't got that power like Paddy so he's boxed he's learned to box and protect himself and be clever and be cute and like he, he's he's an intelligent fighter is this yeah. fight going to be on TV do you know no. on zone, did you see so the last one the last yeah. remember last when he fought fight. Johnson uh, so yeah. it would probably be the you same know, that was on air because <coughs> I was on my way to the airport and I was able to watch it on my phone yeah was the, the next app. day on air or something was it, no, it was, was live. live yeah, yeah I was watching it on the, the air coach on the way to the airport um, what, a, what a time to be alive I know yeah <laughs> I, had a, I, I remember actually as I was watching it I, you could see what was were you, happening were you tied into the air coach wifi <laughs> no no I was on the, <laughs> the 4G <laughs> I think we went through the, the port tunnel and I was like come on yeah. to the driver step on it <laughs> Look, but it'll be good to, to see I'm looking forward to seeing what the, mm. if we can see the, the notable changes and yeah it's very exciting I'd say he's just buzzing to get back he's in, buzzing like. yeah and we're looking forward to the fight now it's getting close very soon actually like, yeah, just because he's only got he's got this he's, he's sparring sparring tomorrow um, one more day and then he's only got next week and he leaves next Thursday so because it's the fight two weeks tomorrow yeah so um, he'll only have one more spar next week and then he'll be fine so it'll be interesting you guys don't fancy the trip now love to go yeah, yeah. I'd carry the bucket or Tell Anything you need, Andy, we, yeah. we, we can do it, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure who'd be more qualified to do cuts. <laughs> well, hopefully we won't need a cut, man, yeah. this fight. Um, elsewhere in the Irish scene, you probably were out and about, Andy, but career best win for John Joe Nevin in the pros anyway. Yeah, I didn't see it, yeah. Like, he was, like you saw flashes of the old John Joe Nevin brilliance, um, like quick combos, but like maybe stamina became an issue again towards the end of the fight. But he'd done enough, and he was a very clear winner. And it's onwards and upwards from here. If he can build on this momentum, he's going to get chances. And, you know, it was a decent platform on Channel 5. Like, a lot of people would have seen it. Maybe not necessarily your customary boxing fans. but it's a good time as well. Yeah. Because I, I turned it on and the first round was just underway. So, um, yeah, no, it was good. He dropped him too, didn't he? Yeah, in one round. Yeah. Second, in the second round. So, mm. yeah, you could tell he was running out of gas, but he still has, like, you know how good he is as a yeah. boxer. He was still able to get out of the way. It's a big step up for him. And, yeah. you know, even in the di- going to, at that distance and in terms of quality, so you're gonna you're expecting to get tired. Yeah. But he's calling out Farmer, isn't he? So that your yeah, buddy Farmer. That's it. For we've, we've talked a lot, a lot about Farmer what, on this show, don't we? He's back. He's <laughs> lined up with Jojo Diaz apparently, which yeah. would be a, that'd be a good fight. Like if it yeah. comes together. Although, as always, I, the, I don't. I don't know. Like Farmer's a good fighter. Like he doesn't sell ticket. I don't know. I think like he's been given this platform by Eddie Hearn and the Zone. Like, but I don't know. I don't know. No, he's that's not the most exciting fighter. Yeah. I think he made that point, like, here, listen, all the stuff that's happening in boxing at the moment, if I can get in there, get paid and get out healthy, I'm going to do that. Mm. So you can you can understand that from his perspective. Um, but, yeah, it was a good win. Like, Fonseca, the guy he was fighting, had only been stopped once, never put him down, and, like, almost close to the last few rounds, which is good to see. 
WBA international title, so he's ranked in that governing body. And as you said, it gives him a bit of leverage. Yeah. Um, like he's beaten. Like it gets people talking again about him, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It just in the right just, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I think he'd have to do a bit more to get any, obviously to get a fight with Farmer. But it's, like you said, yeah, I was in Philly at that press conference when it was Farmer and John O'Carroll in the middle and then Luke Campbell and his opponent in the middle and Katie Taylor obviously as well and then John John Evan was like right out in the flank and you're looking at this like one of our most talented boxers ever is like on the fringes here he, can, he didn't even get on TV that night like he was afloat so Antia says he's the most talented fighter you ever work with from all of the fighters that have come through yeah. the high performance John John Evan is the most talented so but that'll get him that bumps him up though in terms of getting a ch- like if he was to challenge for a title because of his Olympic well, does it put him in the fifth top 15 yeah that, that, that title but even you know if you, if can become, so, a, become a voluntary yeah if somebody if there was a, an opening where somebody maybe pulled out you say right we've got John John Evan and you know they look at his pro record and think yeah but this guy fought in an, in an Olympic final so you know he's, he's a talented boxer and and he does sell tickets. Like I remember that night in Philly, there was a good crowd out there to see him with the Murphy's Boxing Connection. So, you know, as you said, the East Coast is a hotbed for Irish boxing. If you have the right matchup, you could probably generate a bit of interest again. Um, you mentioned Tevin Farmer, Andy, former opponent of his, James Tennyson, is in action this weekend, and you're going to that card. Smooth segue. Yeah, I'm going over there. <laughs> I'm going over there. I'm looking for. Now, unfortunately, uh, T- Tennyson's fight's going to be not on TV. It's on the Facebook Live. That's the second time now. But it's a good fight, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's likely to be one of the better fights of the night. Um, so, like, Anthony Fowler's on the card, isn't he? Fowler's on the so card. presumably they want to get him on TV. Yeah, and there's a um, cruiserweight fight between uh, Balaam Smith and uh, Glover, Chris Glover. So I think that's another TV fight. That's a good fight, though, mm, in fairness. That's, a, that's an interesting fight. But, yeah, Tennyson, like... Like he's any chance he's got, he's taken, hasn't he? You know, you gotta respect him for he steps up every time, yeah. no matter who they put him in with, and he's winning. Like you know, he's only just came fell up, came up short against Farmer. That's world level, but like you'd fancy him again at the weekend, wouldn't you? You know, yeah, fancy him again. And Craig Evans, people will remember, mm. fought Stephen Norman twice, and Stephen Norman's last fight, incidentally, which a lot of people thought mm. Stephen might have edged. So you'd give Tennyson a good chance in this. He always seems to be the underdog in these fights and wins, so I expect something similar this weekend. And I think it's only about like if he keeps winning, if he wins this one, then something big's got to—not something big, but you know, just got to—they got to do something for him. You know, or get him a bigger fight on a bigger platform. You know, he kind of earned it after if he yeah. comes through. To, yeah, comes through the weekend responds and bounce back. From Should that. make John O'Carroll against James Anderson. Yeah. What make. did you make of Eric Donovan and the, and the John O'Carroll well, stuff? It's like it makes no sense from a, like a progression point of view for John O'Carroll but from a tech, like as a fight it's well, a good like, fight yeah and he'd be beating an undefeated fighter but Eric Donovan you know, if he won it and as a fight as a technical matchup it mm. is a good fight but yeah. he just probably hasn't built his profile quite enough yet that's a, that's the thing yeah right, I know both guys very well I'm not yeah. like taking sides but I felt like when John came back and said um, Eric you know you, don't, you do nothing for me respectfully I'm going to you know I'm looking up not looking down Eric said yeah um, Eric just came back at him again, you know. I don't, I don't, he could have, then he could have built his profile, and maybe he would have got it something going, you know. I think, yeah. you know, uh, but like obviously both guys they know each other, and it's the uh, who am I say? I'm not starting to pop up. Um, I'd watch it. Don't worry. Yeah, I'd I definitely. Enjoy, I, I thought it'd be. A good, I think it'd be a good fight. <clears throat> 
Oh, but Eric's like, what do you, like, he just <laughs> he just needs a chance now, Eric, doesn't he? You know, he just needs to. And see, he's getting a, a bit frustrated. Like, you don't want to talk. It must be. It's hard. It's gonna be tough because all like all these other fighters are get fighting. You know, what I mean, and getting fights, and he, in a lot of senses, is better than a lot of them. You know. And he so was, like he, he, we were there the night that he won in the, the national stadium, and you could see how excited he was. So he probably feels like he's not stalled, but he, like he, he just if he gets off with something, he just needs to take it. Doesn't he get a chance? And because he he's he's likely to beat anybody and outbox anybody. Like at European level, even I'd give him a very good chance yeah. against anybody. So he, he, uh, no one wants no one's going to give him a voluntary. Unfortunately, yeah. he has to work his way into position, and he doesn't really have the mechanics to do that. It, Promotionally, necessarily, so it's tough. He's got to just take a chance. Someone's got to, if someone offers him something, he's got to take a chance. Yeah. And top of that bill in, in Liverpool this weekend, Callum Smith. So mm. it's, a, it's a good fight to headline a normal Sky card. And John Ryder, would you have any experience with John Ryder? I've I sparred both of them. Um, I sparred Smith at first, it would have been like 2012, so he would have been quite young. I went to the Gallagher's gym with Adam Booth and George Groves, and I think I sparred that day, I sparred Callum Johnson, Jose Burton, oh, yeah. and uh, Callum Smith. And no disrespect to the lads, but Smith stood out head and shoulders above them, you know? Even then? Even then. You know, he's got su- he's got real substance to how he fights. He's, he's, a, Gall- he's a Joe Gallagher-style f- style fighter with the hands high and you know, kind of a square posture. But what he does, and he just he has great instincts, you know, when to punch. Um, and great technique and uh, great power too. So since you know that he's developed and he stood out that that day, I, I thought he was like I took notice of him, you know, for a young fighter. And then when I uh, John Ryder, when I fought Karabov, I had Ryder in in the over for sparring for about a month in in France and Monaco. Um, and the first few spars, like he gave me gave me all I could handle. Really, I was close to. Close to retiring, <laughs> I thought like him and Dion June were the two of them was just like putting it on me the first two days, and I was questioning like was it worth me going out through this fight like, but then I got hold of him and got hold of myself. <laughs> and uh, but Ryder, I it's an interesting match. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> like he's he's had an up and down career, hasn't he? You know, he lost to Saunders. He lost to Nick Blackwell. He beat Eamon O'Kane. Yeah, yeah, that was Saunders. yeah, yeah. Lost <coughs> to Nick Blackwell. Got yeah. knocked out by Nick Blackwell. Yeah. Lost to Jack Armfield. And then also Phelan. So, like, you look at what Smith and Phelan, and then you think this guy's. But well, I was a split decision loss. And the thing is, on, the, on his day, you could probably probably give everyone a good fight, or anyone a good fight. And what for me, technically, what he has to do is use his. His lack of height. Height disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. To his advantage. To his advantage. And actually sit low. Be compact. You know Smith's going to be tucked up and, and looking for straight for the ja- for jabs and try to walk him on. But he has to use... Make Smith feel insecure by staying low, by being actually smaller than he is. Already small. small, And make Smith punch down and try to come up with shots. So it's an, it is an interesting match. And it could be like it's a no-win situation for Smith yeah. because he's up here now. Like I don't think I think I don't think that like you look at the job that Matchroom have done with other fighters in terms of their profiles, they haven't done it with Smith and if anyone deserves it, it's Smith because he should be yeah. he should be the pay per view star now. He should be. Um but maybe this fight will go some way to put making that right. Why is he not getting more? Is it, <coughs> is it his personality? He stepped off Broadway a little bit in the 
Super Series where yeah. that was kind of it wasn't really televised. Fights, it yeah. wasn't on Sky, and then the final being in Saudi Arabia yeah. was, then was, was there was mad. so much hype around Groves Eubank in that tournament. So yeah. you know, he probably there is a little bit of an onus on him. Maybe he's not the most outspoken guy, but he, he does his talking in the ring, and he's always impressive. So. And you saw him in Madison Square Garden, all the upsets that night, there was no upset with him, he just yeah. went and took care of business. Yeah. So I've always been impressed with, with That's him. That's what I'm saying, like he's the one, always been the one to stand out, you know, just have that little bit of something special. And even in the brothers, who mm. like a very famous fighting family, but he's like a class above them. Class he, above, yeah. Um, well, not, not, they're all good fighters, like, yeah. But he's, I think he's... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. For pound, like. Yeah, he's in there, he's, he could be in the mix. When you got to look at him, he's beaten, who he's beaten. Big magazine champion, so... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a good fight, very good fight, and it's it's a it's a it's not a it's not a, man, a voluntary, it's a mandatory. You know, Ryder's in, in place. He's had he's, Ryder's on a, good, a string of three three or four good KOs, Patrick Nielsen, and yeah, because he he was quite a small middleweight, I would admit, mm. and now he's competing well at super middleweight. So yeah, but he's wide, you know, and yeah, he's got that Tony Sims connection where they always seem to get a lot of chances on there. Uh, what are, what, are what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? These Essex boys get a lot of shots. Um, then over in America, another big card on Sky Sports. They're really pulling out the bag. In fairness, uh, Deontay Wilder against Luis Ortiz. Well, who, who? What do you think of the? Before we move on, what do you think about Ryder Smith? Uh, Smith, yeah, like yeah. Be, I'm kind of thinking like You're predicting pain. Yeah, well, he's. I just think it's a fight that he obviously has to take, but uh, there's bigger bigger fight ahead for him mm. but I'm just wondering why they haven't happened sooner that's why if is, he's got he's, that is he so good is he yeah that they don't want to face him it's much to probably you know yeah well like Canelo was linked with him but mm. you know it was, a, it was an easy option for I Canelo. heard I was I, the last at the K Taylor fight I worked at broadcast with uh, Paul Smith so we were talking a lot mm. and he said there's the, there's tentative plans ahead for him to fight in Anfield and if they get it all four brothers will fight on the card oh so Paul, yeah. Paul's even going to fight. So that would be nice, wouldn't it? You know, that would be a special. Yeah, night. You can imagine that now. And then the Liverpool team are there with the Premier League medals around their neck. All right, that'll be, on, that'll be the, Come on, that'll be the dream. <laughs> Nothing's won in November. No, Phil. absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's funny. Like that Anfield is almost like what's not really been talked about is this is his last fight with Eddie Hearn, like on the deal. So. He's going to be a free agent now, and if he's impressive at the weekend, you know he's going to be getting calls from Al Hayman, and he's going to be getting calls from top rank. Yeah. So it, the owners, the PBC, the PBC, like they have a lot of good super middleweights, don't they? You know, Benavidez there, Durrell is still there. There's you know Caleb Plant. There's a lot of super middleweights that could make for good fights with him. So it's almost Eddie's almost saying, you know, we we could have Anfield in the summer, Billy Joe Saunders, you know, be a good fight. So you know that. Carrot's almost been dangled in front of him, so there are good fights to be made. Hopefully, 2020 is the year for him. You know what I mean by that? You know, we've been fighting 400 steel fighting to this day. To this day. To this day. It don't matter if I got a broke hand, got a poor muscle, whatever, I'm still gonna fight because that's what champions do. He's the kind of guy, he has a tremendous skill set. Nobody's looking to raise their hand to fight that kind of guy. I think this is probably Deontay Wilder's biggest test. You know, Luis Ortiz, he's come in, you know, with some high, like, real kind of knockouts. Ortiz has made a living out of knocking out some pretty good fighters, you know. 
feels 100% that he that he merits it. He's training for it. He's correcting the mistakes. He's a smart fighter. He knows where the mistakes were, and in a rematch, it would be a different a different scenario. Wilder should knock him out quicker than he did last time. I believe Wilder will get him out of there in a couple of rounds. Catch him early, and he's gone. He's got no legs underneath the guy. Like I said, he's 147 years old. Right uppercut, and it's over! I'm the best in the world. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If anybody don't understand that, then God be with him. Go look up the history. This fight here is a very dangerous fight for both guys. Nobody wasn't here, but my mind never left, We've seen this one before. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, this was uh, Ortiz had this, like, I thought he had this in the bag. Wilder was in serious trouble. And I think if it wasn't Wilder, I'm obviously undefeated champion, some refs might have thought about calling him. Mm. But I think he'd win this one a lot more comfortably. I saw a good quote from Ortiz. He said, Wilder didn't knock me out. Fatigue knocked me out. So he just said he got tired, basically, that night. And he looks, for a man of his vintage and we're not quite sure how old he is. He looks in very good condition for this fight. Wilder, so only a couple of heavyweights have gone into double digits on defences. So it's so Joe Lewis, Larry mm. Holmes, Klitschko and Ali. So he'll be joining a very uh, esteemed yeah. company if he wins this weekend. Like all the technical advantages uh, to Ruiz. Obviously, Wilder has the punch. But other than that, Wilder seems to have this God-given belief instilled in him that he won't lose. Yeah, you know, and I think that get that got him through that fight. That got him through that. Also, he just knows his right hand is so bloody powerful that it's almost like he's got like this divine match. He knows that he can score the the winner regardless. And we've got this slate of rematches coming up, including his with Fury, which is almost tentatively booked. So um, we remember in his previous rematch against Bermain Stefan, where the first one navigated a good points decision, he was a clear winner, but it wasn't that impressive. Second time around, he just yeah. came in. Wiped him out in one round, so you know it wouldn't be surprised if he did something similar this weekend. That was some knockout, wasn't it? Oh, it was brutal. Well, he just <laughs> looked at Stavern. He's like, "You're not, you're not in shape for this." Yeah, so he just walked him down. Put him out of there. And I think Stavern, even Stavern, knew himself going into the fight that this was going to be trouble and badly. Um, yeah. I, but I, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's. It, I wonder if Fury. I don't think Fury will make an appearance, will he? Well, who knows? Yeah. Possibly, I'd say probably not. But anybody reading Fury's book? No. Planning to? I might give it a look, yeah. Mm, over the Christmas. I'm not going to read it. Where do you get the time to be reading? <laughs> you can read it on these flights to LA and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I will. That's a good idea, actually. I'll get the book. You can get us a signed copy. We'll give it away on the show. Yeah. yeah. Get the lads to sit around and you can read extracts through them. Yeah. No, I just look for my own name in there. <laughs> See if I make an appearance. Highlighted. I'm sure you will, yeah. will you? I don't hope so. So we saw it with Joshua and Ruiz where like, there was very strong talk that he was going to fight Wilder at the end of this year and mm. he, he was probably overlooking Ruiz to a certain extent. Like, I know early in, in your career probably you had fights booked beyond the one you were about to get in the ring for, but does that play into your head where you're even subconsciously... Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. I think it always does. And I think you'll always see that when, the, when that situation is... Like, I don't know if it's the case now with, with, with Wilder, but you always see it, don't you? It's often you often see that fighters who have tentative plans for the future, and then they come unstuck like they come unstuck when in the fight that they have to have. Yeah, 
you can't look too far ahead. You can't underestimate anyone. You can't certainly underestimate somebody like Luis Ortiz, who's already had you almost out and has all that experiences from the Cuban background. So I'm sure they'll be. Even look at the Fury fight against Valin. Like he, that could have been stopped because of the cut. So even though Fury was so much better than him, but yeah, you you can't look past. I'm sure it's hard not to though. Like you think of the big paydays coming down the road. But it must be great then if you're the underdog going into these, like Ruiz was against Joshua, where you're mm. just thinking, I'm just going to go out and give it a give it a free hit. And you were saying his brother is in action this weekend as well? Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of uh, family connections going on over this weekend. So Marcellus Wilder, he's a cruiserweight. He's on the undercard against some lad called Dustin Long. Like It's one of the first fights on, so I wouldn't imagine it'll make TV. I wonder, does Deontay come out and watch that? Yeah, probably would, I'd say. You know, with the Smiths, they always watch each other yeah. fight. So. Yeah, even like looking at Evander uh, Holyfield's son, Evan, is fighting this mm. weekend. Manny Robles, the third, is fighting this weekend. Oh, so it's like a... <laughs> it's a <laughs> family affair. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of that. Like, I, you know, um, I don't know what it'd be like to be the, the younger brother of Deontay Wilder, where... My brother was a good boxer, you know, older brother, Ned. Oh, my brother was a good boxer, yeah. but Ned, like, uh, was really good. Won English titles and when we were over there and, like, was on the English team and was, like, w- even when he gave up boxing and got married, there was letters coming for him to go to the team to qualify and that. And even now, living in his shadow, you know, like, <laughs> people, like, no matter what I've achieved... Like people listen to me, oh, your Ned was good, wasn't he? You know, everyone like you know Ed Robinson, you, you like brother? Ed Robinson sent me a photo of Ned today. Like oh, Ned, okay. <laughs> he was like, like just ran, you know, like yeah. Oh, your brother was good. Like no matter what I do, like your brother was good. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, sure, whatever. Uh, poor old Wilder's brother, he's gonna yeah, mass- yeah. Marcellus, is it? He's gonna Marcellus, yeah. I hope he can punch. Yeah, that's all I can say for him. I think he got a gift one in his last fight, didn't he? Yeah. It, was on, it was the same thing. Yeah. It was on an undercard, and I think yeah. oh, did he lose it? Or? No, I think he's only, he's only had mm. five or six fights. Um, but that's like always the way, isn't it? When you're yeah. a champs, champs brother. Holyfield is uh, Evan Holyfield. It's going to be a second fight. So I yeah. saw his fight last time. I one of Van der Hoss other sons box two, I think. I think this is like. So I think this is like the second one to, to make an yeah, attempt. Like as it a must pro be career. a strange, mm. strange setup where, like, there's a lot of like, Hasim Rachman Jr. Um, he's he's making a pro. He's had a pro career now. He's a good kid. Yeah, they trained. He trains with Michael Hunter. Steve uh, Collins Jr. Steve Collins Jr. It's it, like, it, there's a quote. It's like a. It's from Homer. Is it the the uh, the Odyssey Homer? And it's like you know, it's about you know the father and the son and Homer's out. But like the fathers are really. I can't remember the quote, but it's spoiler it says the fathers are never as good as the sons are never as good as the fathers. You yeah. know. Which is shouldn't should be the reverse that the son should always be better because you learn from the dad. But you look, is there any fighter, an example of a junior that's been better than the senior? That is a tough one. Floyd Mayweather, right? Roy Jones. Roy Jones. Yeah. Was he? A, was he dad a fighter? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I know what you mean. So you're yeah. saying like an like elite, Floyd yeah, is an elite Floyd father is, yeah. is, is the only one. But he's even his dad. His dad was never an elite. You know what I mean? Is there an elite father who's had like? Roberto Duran Jr.'s boxing him. I don't think there's much to talk about yeah, him. Junior, not he didn't. No. It didn't exactly work out for him. The Hearn, like the Ronald Hearns, 
Aaron Pryor Jr. Those were friends of mine, but they, they both all agreed they were not like that. No, no good. Is that the, the fact that those guys didn't need to box? Yeah, maybe. And you know, how much do you give your kids? That's this is a whole other discussion. Like when you've done well and you come up hungry and poor, yeah, and you've true. done well, so you can give your kids an advantage. Um, but it's not actually an advantage when they want to become something themselves. Yeah. So. It's a really good question. If anyone has any answers to yeah. that, and even I wonder in that situation, the father says to their kid, "Look, like, don't do it." You know, I, I did it. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure all those great fighters don't want their sons to box. But yeah. well, Nigel Ben was all against Conor Ben becoming a boxer. Like, Conor Ben had no amateur. And then when, then when he was coming back, the son was like, "No, oh, dad." Yeah, <laughs> but like you know. Like, eh, I, I can't think of Floyd Mayweather Jr. I'm sure there's probably one or two more. Like Roger um, Mayweather, I suppose, is almost... He was a pretty good fighter in his day. Yeah, he was a good fighter, yeah. Floyd ex- exceeded him, obviously. Mm. So I, I want to see... I yeah. don't know. I can't, think of, I can't think of one of them. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people will have suggestions. Yeah. So Chris, Re- Chris Eubank Jr. already thinks he's better than his father. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's the problem. That is the problem. Yeah, but he Delusion. Yeah. Um, before Saturday on Friday night, we should mention the Golden Contract Tournament, which is on. It's also on Sky Sports, and unfortunately, O'Hara Davis and Tyrone McKenna have been kept apart, but yeah. they will meet at some. I stage. think that's a good move for both. Not for both men, but for obviously, uh, yeah, for both men, I think it's a good move, and it will build it nicely. Presumably they win. Yeah, presumably they win. Yeah, there was two fallouts, which was kind of um, Anthony Egert pu- pulled out, and there was a Kazakhstan who's supposed to be exceptionally good. He got injured, so that's that's unfortunate in terms of the quality that will be on display. But it might make it a more even, even uh, tournament. You know, Did more you do competitive. The first one of these I did the first one. Yeah, good, good concept. It was yeah, and it was well run and great crowd and great fights. The fights were good. Like you know, yeah. uh, Ryan Walsh against the Cuban. I can't remember his name now, but that was a sensational fight and it was a sensational win for Ryan Walsh. And these guys are fight. It's a great concept because. Because it's not prize fighter because they're, they're full fights. No, yeah, and the full fights and they're happening over, over some time. So um, I think the next one for the first one, which they were featherweights, so that, that was in October. So the next one is in March for them, February, March. So it's relatively close, you know, f- f- for pro- professional fighters. I think it's a great concept and, um, yeah, you're going to get some good fights out of it and one, one winner. Mm. In, in the end yeah it's similar in, in theme to the Boxing Super Series which has obviously done so well and we haven't been on since Naomi Inui beat Denair and have some great lunchtime boxing and I yeah. should issue an apology to Denair because I fully thought he was going to get knocked out in the first couple of rounds and he was very so impressive he's greatness isn't he oh, he's just so good yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can see greatness. the legs are gone but all the height yeah. which moving up, to- up top is still there and he's, he's can still really punch and, but you were getting worried from at one stage, you know, with the, for the punches he was taking at the age he is. But what a, what a warrior, what a champion! Straight what a champion! Yeah. No, no and I, I think it's I, I don't know. For me, I know he came through the winner, but I think he lo- he lost a little bit in the fight. You know, in terms of reputation and standing, I don't know. I, and, and you could see, like if if Danae can do that to him, what could a good hungry young fighter do to him? Mm. You know, he leaves his chin up in the air a lot. And it's only going to be a matter of time before someone clips in. No matter how good you have it, you got to also think what's coming back. People are talking about him moving up, but he's already flown through the red weights already, mm-hmm. so he can't go much further. He's top rank of signed him now, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him because we know they match everybody hard, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. 
we can't get too much into the Irish Elite Finals because there's still preliminaries tonight, but uh, it's, I think it's fair to say it's been diluted a little bit by some of the pullouts and the fact that it's not the full complement of, of top-level amateurs, which is a little bit disappointing, I would say. Yeah, because there was a few fights we were really looking forward to, but we are not going to see them. And even if the box-offs happen, are we gonna, we're not going to see them, are we? Well, ordinarily they'd be behind closed doors. Test match kind of a situation, yeah. Mm. But significantly, like we should mention, um, Paddy Donovan's not there anymore, obviously, but mm. Kieran Malloy, who beat him somewhat controversially last year, was beaten by Aidan Walsh. Yeah, let's not even say controversially, because it was a close fight. But yeah, it's... A split um, opinion. Yeah. Aidan Walsh is... Uh, Aidan Walsh, <laughs> yeah. Walsh has improved a lot, hasn't he? Oh, he's so good to watch. And he's he's come on in terms of... He's standing in the team. He was sent to the Europeans instead of Malai. Um, so it's tough for Malai now. Like, where does he go? Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people interested in him turning pro, and maybe that's something he'll do, because he has a good style for, for, for professional fighting, and he seems to be you know a strong lad. But it just shows you how, f- not, not fickle, but how turbulent the amateur scene is. You're on the team one day, the next day you're not, you know. And um, Someone like Paddy, you can't blame them for... Well, mm. that's what I was going to say. It's no wonder people are deciding, generally, I'll give the pro game a go. Yeah. But, well, it's like, hmm, it's, it's interesting that you'd, you'd expect Aidan Wallace to win it out now. Um, the light heavyweight division seems very competitive. Um, well, the, one of the rematches from last year, which if it wasn't Donovan against Malloy, the fight of the night last year was Desmond against uh, Grania Walsh, mm-hmm. and they're fighting again once once again at sixty nine kg. So that's that's a really good matchup. Yeah. I think the one they both the weight where the number one is not kind of clear. You know, the number one in the yeah. division, then they've had to enter. You know, to try to give themselves a stronger shout for to be on that team for the qualifiers. Yeah. Um, the one we want, but it should be, it should be. I know this is. I know you can have it. That you can have an off night. The number one can have an off night and lose, and then. But I think to be, be entitled to go to the like they kind of. It was kind of a, a loophole where they said you have to enter the seniors if you want to be on the team. So all these fighters entered, but then none of them competed. Mm. But it should have been you have to compete. You know you have to compete if, if you want to like, be considered. You very rarely get transparency in boxing, but. There's very little here either, so it's, it is frustrating even from the outside looking in. I can only imagine what it's like for the fighters, but like Amy Broders, for example, is getting a walkover, and as we know, she's the last person in the world who wants to accept She was training hard. Like she, I saw her in the gym last week. She's training hard and sparring well. Like, what do they do there? It has to be, you know, a box-off, but then who judges it? You know, is it Bernard and Zaw? Is it neutral refs? Did they get guys over from England to judge it? You know, on, like... I don't know. And some of those logistics, it's problematic because boxing at a world level, the governance of it in amateur boxing is still up in the air. So yeah. you can see, you can understand why there's a little bit of confusion even from that perspective. But this time next week, we can hopefully have a bit more clarity. We'll be able to talk about the. Have some champions anyway, and well done to them, whoever they are, because it's still something to win. You know, having a stage. Yeah. yeah, still, and it, it, in the history books, won't, like won't look back at any of this stuff. All of this. Mm. Well, they just know who the champions are, and then those whoever wins those boys and girls, their names will be on that title. Absolutely, and that's on Friday evening. So if anyone's around the area, they should get on down. It's always always a good night. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much our lot. I think we're pretty much out of time. So thanks, lads. Thank good you. stuff. Enjoy Liverpool, Andy. Yep. Thank Home you. of the Premier League champions, Phil. 
elect. Oof, don't know about that. Yeah, you just said it. Yeah. No, I said that would be the dream. I never said uh, it's going to happen. Uh, you think it's going to happen? Though? No, no, no. He's got the shirt already, champions. Twenty. <laughs> certainly don't. I would never buy anything like that. <laughs> we'll see. I'd like to see, even for you, Phil, I'd like to see Liverpool I don't want to see him win. I want to see him fall off. (laughs) (laughs) You know you're going to Liverpool this weekend, Andy. (laughs) Make sure you stay on the blue side, so. Going in his Tranmere gear. All right. Uh, Thanks a million to producer Tom, and thanks again to the lads. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. You can catch the show uh, on YouTube every week or on podcasts wherever you get those. We'll be back next week.